hey friend, can we have a little heart to heart today? I'll be super honest, I don't have a fancy three point outline and here's a Bible story and here's three application points. I I don't have any of that today. I have some thoughts from God's word and from a book that I've been reading that I can't wait to share with you. And I just have some thoughts from my heart because I know that if you're listening to this podcast, that we have walked similar journeys. And so I know that if something is resonating deeply in my heart, I know that it's something that you need to hear as well. So stick around. I want to just have a conversation with you about how God sees you. And I guarantee that if you take this and sit with it, that it will pierce you in the deepest parts of your soul. Hey mama, welcome to Intimacy After Infidelity. Do you find yourself Googling, can a marriage survive infidelity? Or what's the first step to divorce? Do you wake up full of hope only to end the day with more shame when there's another stupid argument again? Hey, I'm Christina Joy, forgiven daughter of Jesus. I too felt the shame of infidelity and wished someone had a roadmap for how to get out of the mess so I could experience freedom. I kept telling myself I just needed to try harder to end the affair and fix my marriage until I found I needed Jesus to heal some deep wounds in my heart. Through prayer, lots of research, and developing new healthy habits, I was able to find healing to shed my shame once and for all. Now I'm excited to share everything I've learned with you. So find your safe space and pop in that earbud. Let's rebuild your life and marriage better than it's ever been. Sisters, I want to take another minute to just say welcome to all of my sisters from around the world, from Jamaica to Canada to Uganda to Australia Ladies, I see you showing up and listening to this and supporting this, and I see you. And wow, I just want to give you a hug from around the globe to say welcome, and I am so glad that you are here with me. And, you know, part of this idea of being international and even spreading across different time zones, I have realized that it is incredibly difficult to find hours for one-on-one coaching. So I have two solutions for that. One being our Facebook community, where people can hop in any time of day, ask for prayer, find encouragement, find motivation or answers to questions any time of day. And it's a safe place where we can come together and link arms and encourage each other in our marriages and our families and our healing journeys. But another way that I have found uh, that I can just continue to support you is through voice messaging. Maybe we don't have a similar hour in a day to sit down and have a conversation, but we have our voice that we can talk and laugh and cry together So I want to offer that to you. If just having access to talk to somebody would benefit you, I would love to be that voice for you. Someone who has walked in your shoes, who understands what you're feeling, and who also is, 
you know, a step ahead that has said, I've researched these questions. I've prayed about this. I have found this to be true in scripture. And so let's talk through that. So if having someone uh, accessible through some voice messaging, if that sounds appealing to you, I'm going to have a link below. Would you reach out to me and let me know? I would love for that to be available to you. Now, to get started, I want to read uh, Psalm, Psalm 65, uh, bits and pieces of it, but I want to start there And then I want to talk you through some of a book that I have been reading, actually binging, over this last week. The book is called Quenched, and it is by the author Jessica Harris. And now I will warn you, if you look up this book, you're going to see on the front cover that it talks about her healing journey for pornography. However, it is also about sexual shame. And it is so healing, friends, so healing. She walks you through the story in John chapter 4, the woman at the well who also had sexual shame, sexual sin, and Jesus met her. Jesus sat with her and had a conversation There is so much to glean from that story. So what I've done and what I want to do today is just to share some thoughts from that book. And I'll be honest, they're thoughts that I have journaled. And I want to just share them with you from my heart to yours, because I know that you will be deeply touched. And if you want to dig in deeper, by all means, go grab that book, Quenched. I'm not making anything from this. There's no profit in it for me. I just know that Jessica Harris does an amazing job of leading women to Christ, not just at the cross, but to his arms, to his love, to his tenderness and compassion. So before I get ahead of myself, Psalm 65, though we are overwhelmed by our sins, You forgive them all. What joy for those you choose to bring near. What festivities await us inside your holy temple. You faithfully answer our prayers. You are my hope. You inspire shouts of joy. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. And friend, if that's hard to believe, you might think, oh, that's good for some people. God's not bringing abundance for me. Look at all I've done. Then sister, this is exactly where you need to be to let God into those corners of your heart that are still wrestling with the shame. I have sat in that. Even recently, Satan was crouching at my door, ready to overwhelm me with shame. But I chose to lean in. I still am leaning in and sitting with Jesus and asking the difficult questions. Now, get this picture. Understand this picture with me uh, from this book, Quenched. We choose our own desires 
because they are falsely disguised as freedom. We desire autonomy and we take the bait, but we fail to realize we are being trafficked, enslaved by sin. We leave our father's house to live in the brothel of a fallen world, presently governed by an abuser. We choose the brothel for one of two reasons. We either like it there, or we feel we can't leave. Once the lights fade and the glitter wears off, we tire of life in the brothel. We head for the door, believing we've been free this whole time. We assume we're also free to leave. That's when we come face to face with the abuser. That's when our own bodies and shame turn on us, order us back to our rooms and lock the door. But the gospel is about freedom from sin, our desires and struggles, and our shame and condemnation. Don't disconnect those. We struggle in finding hope for freedom when it seems there is more shame in freedom than the struggle itself. If the future looks dark, it's hard to have hope. But without hope, we won't fight for freedom. Freedom from out-of-control desires. Freedom from slavery of sin. God, liberate us from our longing for things that don't satisfy. The freedom God offers releases us from our past mistakes, our present struggles, and our future shame. God's love didn't save me from my sorry self. It doesn't want me to just hurry up and get my act together. It's not just like nailing Jesus to the cross again and again when I sin. This is all love that's still covered in shame. And my identity does not depend on if I act like a new creation. My status as beloved daughter depends on God's love not like whether or not I'm acting like it. God doesn't just love me when I act like something that he wants to love. Love isn't a status to earn and you have to keep. It's God's conscious choice and his covenant with us. Think about Romans 5.8. I was doing nothing worthy of love, yet I still received God's love. His act justifies me and saves me from God's wrath. God is not unsafe and demanding, ready to respond in anger and lashing out in my failure. But even while I was messing up, God made a way for me to know the fullness of his love. All of this is on him. He loves He sacrifices. He justifies. What was I doing? I was still sinning. Yet he makes a way for me to know him. So I have a choice. I can either choose to believe I'm a redeemed woman who chooses sin. Or I can choose to believe I'm a dirty, rotten, no good sinner who struggles with sin and will never be free. So instead of letting my struggle dictate how I interpret God's love, 
let God's love dictate how I view my struggle. That it's a temptation to sin. James 1 gives us the process of how sin works. First, there's a thirst or desire. Then there's a temptation. And then there's sin. But 1 John 1, 9 comes in and tells us what to do after that. First of all, confess. Just speak what's true. Agree with God about what's going on. Stand with God and call it what it is. God, I know I've sinned. I know I gave in to temptation. I had an affair again. I slept around again. And I know that that violates your design for sex. I know that it's wrong and it's short of your glory and it's offensive. And after you confess, God forgives. It doesn't say, now God gets mad or God says, go do community service. No, it says God forgives, which means to send away or release. Shame says that I'm trapped. But God's forgiveness releases. 1 John 1, nine also says that God is faithful and just, which means he's righteous. It is right, and it's within his character and his power to release us from our sin. And what's even more, as if that wasn't enough, he cleanses us. Honestly, it would have been enough to rescue me from my sin and save me from my struggle, I just wanted out of the brothel. A cardboard box on the street would have been fine. I just wanted to escape. And that's where many of us settle. God, just make this stop. I don't care about anything else. But you know how good God is? He cares. And he cleanses you. He makes you pure. And isn't that what you really want? You really want release from from sin and a slate that's been wiped clean. Shame keeps us from reaching out and finding help for fear that we might lose the love that we already have. Shame says, I'm incapable of being loved. And if I'm not capable of being loved... I'm going to have a difficult time loving others. Until I realize my status as part of God's family, we're going to live as though we're part of no family at all. It's so easy to live like I'm an orphan, abandoned, and left to my own devices. I flounder around searching for something to help me feel whole or something to help me numb my brokenness. When it comes to my heart, I live on the streets with no place for my heart or my soul to rest. Affairs have become a brothel and we knock on the door in search of warmth and connection and pleasure, if only for a moment. We believe that we belong to ourselves and so we wander without a sense of belonging, just overwhelming longing. Now, just like in John chapter 4, the woman at the well, she brings up the subject of worship. And instead of seeing this as a distraction and trying to change the subject, I think Jesus knew 
that worship is the subject. With any sin, it begs us to ask, what are you worshiping? The sexual release and the pleasure? Shame takes our healthy desires and thwarts them. We desire to be known and live in community, but shame then drives us to isolation. We desire to be loved, but then shame calls us unlovable and it presents a false love. And rightly so, we desire worship, but shame presents us a false worship. Either we worship false gods or we worship God under false pretenses. And shame, one good thing that comes out of it is that it exposes the false gods that I've crafted. God doesn't want your self-reliant promise to try to fix yourself and pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. God doesn't want your semi-good behavior and your hope that it will look good enough on the surface. He wants your whole heart. And he wants you to know that you have a seat at his table. It's what you do with the seat that you've been given. You don't need to earn it. It's already there. So worship is your response to his love for you. How do you choose to worship? Sister, if this has whet your appetite, I encourage you to go grab that book, Quenched by Jessica Harris, and dig in more. Friend, if I can be of any help or support through one-on-one messaging, through the community, please let me know and I would be more than happy to walk this journey with you. You are not alone and you are more loved than you will ever know. Hey mama, I hope today's episode encouraged your heart. If you need to talk about this some more, would you send me a message at christinajoycoaching.com? Also, please take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It thrills my heart to know this podcast is helping you heal your heart so you can shed the shame of your affair. I am cheering for you and I can't wait to hear your story. I'll meet you back here on Tuesdays and Thursdays for another episode. As always, be clothed with strength and dignity and laugh without fear of the future.